0: Good morning, dear ones. If you're watching this in the evening, good evening. Welcome to Papa's house. My name is Charles. For those of you who are watching this for the first time, we are so glad you tuned this morning. And I believe the Lord has something very special for this unique season where we are living in. I was sharing this during the prayer time in in our uh, in our church, and one of the things that I shared, one of the things. That the Lord put in my heart is we are never designed to live and do church by looking at a screen. We are never designed. This is for a unique season. The Lord put this. But I believe this is also a season where the external things that we've been holding on will be dismantled from our lives. And the Lord Jesus alone will be the Lord of our lives. And we alone can fill that vacuum that God can fill. Amen. Having said this, let's just jump into the word. I would love to pray with you. If you have a Bible like this, paper Bible, or if you have a phone that has got a Bible, lift it up and you say this after me, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. We are not here to listen to the voice of a man speaking through Internet. We are here to hear the voice of yours and we want to come closer to you. Uh, We want to love you more and know you better than the previous week, than the previous days. So Father, here we are. Speak to us. Reveal your heart to us. I step aside, Jesus, and Jesus, you will have your way this morning. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. This morning, the Holy Spirit put in my heart uh, to talk about, the title goes like this, The Lord is the Lord is and I feel like sharing this with you because uh, I remember uh, I don't know if you had this privilege of being born in a Christian family I had this privilege my grandparents were Hindu temple priest my mom's side my mom, dad's side they were uh, Dalits so I'm a mixture of both the caste and then I married a white girl so I'm like that Kisan mixed fruit jam you know All you can taste from me is sweetness. (laughs) But I still remember the first scripture that I ever memorized. I remember going to Sunday school and you fold your hands like this and you say, I mean, you, you hold on, you say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall lack nothing. So we're going to take a few moments to, to meditate on this most memorized scripture in the whole world. Or you can even say this, the most memorized scripture in the history of human. You know, and this is history of mankind. This is Psalms 23. From a small child to an adult, everyone knows this scripture. This is written by David, who was a shepherd. And you know the life of David, how God raised him from a shepherd to shepherding the people of israel but we are not getting to the life of david i just would love to take some moment to meditate on this precious beautiful uh, no time frame expiring words which is everlasting universal truth that has been hidden in this beautiful psalms 23 okay so I want you to take notes, but at the same time, most importantly, keep your hearts open because there are some prophetic words going to just come and you will be receiving it in the name of Yeshua. All right. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I would love to stop the word just the Lord because that itself is enough for the rest of the 40 minutes because I believe the day when you have said, God, come into my heart. When you say, Jesus, I receive you into my heart. When the day that you have turned from darkness to light, the day when you said, I am going to go not in my ways, I'm going to change. I'm just going to not walking in the ways of my own own flesh but I'm going to walk in the ways of God the day Holy Spirit convicted you I remember 1993 October 2nd I remember the Holy Spirit convicted me and I said Jesus I need you in my life that is called I want you to come in my life that is called salvation that day when you received him as your Lord you know what happened that day you've been brought you've been brought into your family but also you've been bought by this God and when God bought you you can boldly say the Lord is my shepherd my friends I don't know who I'm talking to this morning but the spirit of God is reminding me there are some Christians who have invited Jesus into your heart but not into the every area of their lives that's why there is mess that's why there is chaos that's why there is confusion that's why there is so much um, un- unclearness, that's so much uh, so much chaos in your mind and you, you've been kind of uh, battling a dead end after dead end. God is saying this morning, invite me. Make me as your Lord. Make me as your Lord. Invite me into your place. Don't just give me a guest room. Don't invite me on Sundays. Don't take me to don't, don't invite me yourself. Invite yourself to celebrate me only on the special occasions. Invite me. Let me be the Lord in every area of life. Let me be the Lord in your marriage. Let me be the Lord in your finances. Let me be the Lord in your in your relationship. Let me be the Lord in your family. Let me be the Lord in your business. Let me be the Lord in, 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 your, in, in your community. Don't just reduce me to Sunday. Don't reduce me to just three hours worship. Don't reduce me to see something on television and tick your box called Sunday doing church. Invite me. Let me be the Lord. When I become the Lord, when I become the Lord I will take care in such a way remember read this when the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want hallelujah What a powerful, powerful statement. You know, there are some things. What I'm not preaching to you is I'm not preaching to your prosperity preaching. I'm not saying invite Lord. You're going to be multiplying houses and cars. What I'm trying to say is this. Listen carefully. Don't lose the heart of this message. The heart of the message. When the Lord becomes your life. When the Lord becomes your life. Obviously, his life gets filled up. You lack nothing. Hallelujah. You, that's what, you know, one, one translation says, the Lord is my shepherd. I, I don't want, I don't need anything else. He is my everything. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Hallelujah. I'm reading from the New King James Version. So some other translations has different versions. So this is what I want to invite you into. I want to invite you not just to participate with the Lord and collaborate with him just on a particular day for a particular event, for a particular situation or when you are in crisis, you say, God, show up. But then you go on with your life. But instead of that, invite him. Jesus never promised he will give abundant life. He said, I will give my life abundantly. Hallelujah, John 10.10. It's incredible, guys. So I want to encourage you to think about this. This is important. So when you are in a crisis, ask yourself this question. Is the Lord... Of my life is see the Lord on this crisis that I'm going through maybe in your marriage maybe in your relationship maybe in your work invite him don't just say God rescue me say God I want to invite you in the situation so that when you are the Lord when your life gets filled when your life gets abundance in my life I can say like the shepherd said he is the great shepherd I shall not be in want Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the next verse. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. My friends, this is interesting. I want you to pay attention. There are seasons in life God takes us through. There is a season. If you read Ephesians, God God said through Paul, we are seated next to him in the heavenlies. Then you read a couple of chapters more. Then you say, stand firm. Stand firm. You know, and then it says, run your race. There are seasons. There are seasons. But this is a season, a very unique season. And this is going to be coming out to some of you. The Spirit of God is saying, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. There is someone here who is listening. The Lord is saying, He is going to put you in a place of rest. Because you know why? Because He wants to tell you, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. And some of you here, you are running, running, running. And you're trying to fix, fix, fix. Nothing gets sorted out. You're up to the level and you're saying, I am done. And that's it. My life is almost in a dead end. But the Lord is saying, I am the one who making you to lie down in green pastures what has been happening in green pastures the word becomes your life you start consuming this season where we are right now where as as a family where we are right now God has led us to lay down in green pastures I'm just consuming the word of God I'm saying God thank you for filling me with your precious word I'm um, thank you for your presence thank you for your love thank you for your kindness thank you for your promise in this season I can't fight I can't do this anything I just need to let God be God. Let God do his work. Let God bring his victory. Let God lead us into the promised land. And by the way, promised land is not a place, it's a person. Let Jesus become the life in every area of your life. Look at this. He leads me beside the still waters. You know what waters mentioned for? Waters mentioned for refreshing. Waters mentioned for bringing clarity, bringing, bringing a sense of wow you know this is amazing you know when you go through like there is a little hills near Velour, and you go there and there is a little you know waterfalls and you pull up your pants and or your shorts and you just put your feet there and it still waters it refreshes you it just you suddenly you feel like a little kid jumping upon you know and this is a season that the Lord is saying I'm going to take you to your place where you know what no more striving you've been striving 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 you've been saying I want to do this I want to do that to get there i want to do this but god is saying i am going to take you to the place of still waters and you're going to be in a place of me pouring my life over oh, you. hallelujah. maka. If you are in that place, I want to pray for you right now. In Jesus name, Father, I pray for my brother who is watching right now. They are in a crossroad right now. I pray for my sister. They are in the middle of an important decision. I pray in Jesus name, the Spirit of God will touch them. Let them be reminded that this path is taking us is a path of righteousness. This path is taking us is a path of green pastures. This path is taking us is in the Path where God becomes their life, they are refreshed. Look at this verse again, it says, In verse 3, He restores my soul. I want to pay attention here, very important. You know, soul has got three things you know, your mind, with that you think, and your emotion, with that you feel, and your willpower, with that you make a decision. This soul usually. Combines with the flesh. The flesh has got the five things they know the taste, the smell, hear, feel, and touch. All those things. The soul and the flesh and this body is joined together, which is called what we call flesh. That's why, you know, uh, even Jesus said the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. I'm not, yes, it's in the Bible. I'm not sure if Jesus said or Paul said. <laughs> Don't misquote me. Okay, it's in the Bible. <laughs> so, uh, so, these three things the soul, and the body what we call flesh so what happens when the lord restores what's happening the spirit we are a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body okay we are a spirit say this after me i am a spirit I'm listening, I am a spirit, I have a soul and I live in a body. So what happens is when the spirit is not, when you don't lean on the spirit, what happens is soul gets absorbed from the body and it becomes a fleshy person. That's why people say, your name is so Precious Christian name, but the way you act is very flesh. So what happens when you detach yourself? Paul says, "I beat my body until it obeys me," which is this, the spirit. When you beat your body until obeys means when you detach yourself from the pleasures of the the body and you lean towards the spirit. What happens is the Lord started restoring your soul. What was the soul's main ambition that God created? That the soul will have the mind of Christ. Come on, come on, say hallelujah. The soul will have the mind of Christ. The soul will have the feelings of God, the emotions of God. Can I tell you what is the number one emotion of God? It is the joy of the Lord. Not the happiness, not the kick. Because after every kick, you get a kick. After every kick back, you, 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 after every, uh, you know, what, what, what is the word? After every, kick you'll have a kickback so this thing that you go through you know and this is never designed by the Lord original design we are talking so so the soul the Lord restores your soul he restores you to have the mind of Christ he restores you have the emotion of him and then he will help you to take his will and do it through your will hallelujah hallelujah that's what he's saying here he restores my soul he restores put your hand on your heart and say god i invite you to restore my soul restore my thinking some of you have you know you know, some of your mentalities are super karab ho gaya. You know, super, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to say that. But you know, God is saying, I'm restoring your soul. My friends, this morning, say this after me. Lord Jesus, restore my mind. Give me the mind of Christ. Restore my emotion. Let your joy be the number one emotion. Restore my will. Father, I want to do your will through my will. I want to do, even though I don't feel good this is the thing guys so many times we want to make sure it feels right so that we do it you know what jesus never felt anything to die on the cross but he said papa not my will, but your will be done. So my friends, we're going to say to the Lord, restore my soul because he only can restore. Nobody can restore. No sex can restore. No status can restore. No salary can restore. No passion can restore. No position can restore. No possession can restore. No amount of your things can restore. No amount of, you know, increase of money can restore. No amount of any sort of prestige can restore. Only Jesus, can restore hallelujah, hallelujah. You know why he restores because he leads us in the path of righteousness. What is a path of righteousness? You know, so many people live in the path of condemnation, path of negativity, path of confusion, path of thinking, I maybe God loves me, maybe He's not angry at me, maybe He's not sad at me. But let me tell you, when you make the Lord as your Lord, when you make Jesus as you the Lord, in every area of life. When he becomes the shepherd, he leads you in the path of righteousness. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. What is right standing with God? He's saying, because when you came into my presence, all one eligibility was that, I covered you with my son's blood. Because when I see you, I see my son's blood. You are righteous. Come on, quit yourself, beating yourself and saying, I'm condemned. You're not condemned. You are convicted by the Holy Spirit. You are a righteous person. Not because you're primarily prayed not because somebody did something not because you brought a righteous offering not because you cried out to God not because of any religious thing it's just because of the blood of the Yeshua that was shed upon you uncovered you hallelujah thank you Jesus for his name's sake. For his name's sake, not your name. For his name's sake, the Lord redeems his people. You know, he didn't come to this world to redeem the cow. He didn't come to the people to this world to redeem the crows. He didn't come to this world to redeem them the, the animal kingdom. He came to redeem you. Why? Because you and me carry the image of his. So we are. D- we are actually, God has a huge responsibility to come and rescue us because no cow has got the image of God. He has you and me as the image of God. So he comes and rescues us. For his name's sake, because of all these things that happened, he is your Lord. Because he is your Lord, you are not in lack. And then he leads you in a still green pastures. That means he fights for you. He restores your soul. He leads you in the path of righteousness because of his name's sake. Now David says, okay, all this happened. Now I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Yeah man, yeah. You know I like this old King James version. Hey, 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 though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. Come on. I don't know your translation. I like this new King James. Sometimes, you know, it's good to read in this. It's so beautiful. Hey, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. I fear no evil. If you reverse this word evil, it's life. L-I-V-E, live. You know, no evil. Why? Because he's living in the life. So anything contrary to that, it's not going to be happening anything to him because he's in the in the midst of it. And by the way, when you talk about the word shadow circle, the word shadow, shadow talks about this. This is so beautiful. Whenever there is a shadow, remember there is a light. Hallelujah. You see a shadow? You see a shadow? Can you see the shadow? That means there is light. I put the light at the front. That's why, you know, you see my brown face little brighter you know Mm -hmm. anyway not just not because i want to show myself white i don't have the complex issue but it's just i want you to see (laughs) anyway so that's why it says though i walk through the valley of shadow of death i fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff comfort me come on church this is so beautiful rod and your staff there are two things rod the shepherds carry rod for Correction and for staff for provision see the hand of God is not just for you to tap your shoulder and say everything is fine Everything is fine. Sometimes the Lord rebukes us bear with me I'm going to finish this this thought listen to me When the Lord rebukes us. It doesn't mean he's not loving us Hello, when the Lord rebukes us even his dealings of punishment or or his dealings of rebuke is based on Love love and love hello This is the reality. So he rebukes, he roars and his staff. He provides, but he's also, he teaches us. He says, Charles, that way of thinking is going to lead you in poverty. That way of thinking is going to take you away from the kingdom. That way of lifestyle is going to move you away from my design that I have for you. So what I have to, thats that doesn't mean God hates me now. Now what I have to do? I just need to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. Restore my soul. Let my heart think the way you think. Let my mind think think the way you think. Let my emotions feel the way you feel. Let my will walk in the ways of yours hallelujah. So the Lord says your rod and your staff comfort me. So this morning the this morning the Holy Spirit is saying his rod is comforting you. This rod of God is comforting you. This rod of the Holy Spirit is strengthening you. This staff is bringing you his provision his life, his joy. So my friends I want you to take a moment to pray and say God I bring my life into you though that your correction may bring little pain little discomfort though your correction can bring some sorts of uh, some sorts of uneasiness remember remember you know his life is producing in you his life has been producing in you so that the joy of the Lord so that he can bring bring his life through your life hallelujah hallelujah so you know sometimes this is something very interesting we do this uh, when God corrects us uh, This is crazy. When God corrects us, because of our cultural background, you know, we come from a culture of shame culture, right? We correct people in front of, correct our kids in front of others so that, I don't know about you, how you raised, but that's how my parents raised. They correct the kids in front of others so that somehow you gain of kind of... Ashamed so that you don't repeat this again uh, that's not how God does when the dealings of the Lord doesn't lead us to condemnation the leadings of the Lord doesn't lead us you know condemnation talks about your past condemnation tells you how bad you are conviction tells you how good God is condemnation tells about punishment conviction talks about restoration so when the Lord is dealing with you with the rod and his staff what are they doing the rod and the staff they comfort us and the comfort is, does not mean uh, you know you're just gonna be without any pain you know take all the pain killers no the comfort basically means the paracletos he helps the ones who comes around who comes and restores you into the original design hallelujah come on say this with me now david says you prepare a table before me this is so beautiful you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies now, now David didn't jump into this verse. A lot of people just cut and paste theology. They just take this verse and say, he's preparing a table where to whom the one who surrendered everything to the Lord one who gave all his life to the Lord the one who says Lord without you there is no life in me that person can say he's preparing a table before my enemies in the presence of my enemies you know why God prepares a table this is so beautiful I want you to pay attention when you are invited I remember so many friends invited us and we have invited so many people in our home and we ask them to sit on the table uh, not on the top of the table at the dining table and when you sit listen when you're seated you are you are equal you're equal you're equal and the lord is saying you know what the very people thought you are done there is no hope the very people thought there is there is no victory in your life that you're gonna do the same mistakes as your family did as your parents did and everyone who gave up hope on you. God is saying, when you made me as your Lord, I'm bringing you into my table. And this table that I'm preparing is my table is Ephesians 2. You are seated in the heavenlies. When you are seated there in the front of the enemies. Enemies are not the people, the spirit behind it. Okay? No flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 talks about it. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities. Four things. You can read it. I don't have time to go into all of this. So, Ephesians 6 from 12 to 16 or 18. So, if you go through those things and the Lord says when you made me as your Lord what I'm doing is I'm bringing you into my table and he's saying he's preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies the very people who said the very spirit who demonized you criticized you he's preparing a table and he's saying I'm going to anoint you look at this verse he anoints my head with oil my cup runs over listen two things head head talks about the authority he says God Is anointing over you? Anointing talks about the Holy Spirit. Is anointing what is anointing? Anointing is God's ability and power in you to do things that you can never do on your own. So, God says, I'm pouring my anointing over you. I'm pouring my anointing over you. This anointing that's going to break depression. This anointing that's going to break all your frustration. This anointing that's going to break your poverty. This anointing that's going to break all your hurt. This anointing that's going to break all your disappointment. I'm pouring it on you your head because you know when the anointing pours you become like a teflon coated you become a bitter free person you are a more a forgiving person you are more a grateful person you are more a loving person you are more a kind person the anointing is over your head he runs it over your anointing Psalms 133 says the blessings of the Lord is poured upon the head and goes to the Aaron's beard and then it runs over the robes. this anointing that flows like a river it's not like a lake it's stagnant it's a river that flows it flows, it flows come on, church, the anointing flows over your body, over your head and what happens? Your cup runs over. What is your cup? Your cup is your life. This life runs over. That means everywhere you go, you are a run over person. You are a bubbly, you are joyful you are more than you can always draw from what you God has put inside it to bless it. you know, sometimes people say I went and talked to this guy, brother. After I talked, I became more depressed. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? People say, after I talk to this person, I became even more worst. After 10 minutes conversation, my life is even worse. But I want to prophesy over you in Jesus' name. Listen, the presence of God is saying, when you are made the Lord as your Lord in your life, when He has become your shepherd, this is what He is saying. He is taking you to a place where He will put you to be seated. When God promotes you, my friend, no one can demote you. Reema, Shilaba, Lakatha, Rabula. When God promotes you, no one can demote you. When God lifts you up, no one can pull you down. They may rise up, they may shout, but it is not over when God, until God says it's over. So this is what happens here. Look, and he anoints your head with oil and your cup runs over. That means you can draw from the cup of God and that he has poured the goodness, the mercy he can pour and you can give it to people. People who come in contact with you, they will be filled with the goodness. They will be filled with joy because the One that you have, you know, this is a beautiful John Maxwell principle. You can't give what you don't have. And that's it. This is what it says. My cup runs over. Come on, church. Pray this with me. Lord, fill my cup. You are my Lord. Fill my cup. Let my cup run over. Maybe some of you are so dry. Maybe you are so weak. Maybe you are so disappointed. Maybe you are in the place of complete frustration or giving up. God is saying, I'm filling my cup, your cup. I'm pouring my anointing. I'm pouring my joy. I'm pouring my never giving up spirit so that you can in turn be blessed others. There's one beautiful scripture, okay? This is beautiful. The Spirit of God is telling me, as I'm preaching, I pray in the Spirit. So the Lord is giving me a scripture. This morning, I was meditating on this. Turn with me. Turn with me quickly. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. This is what Jesus said. Look what Jesus said to Simon. Simon, Simon. Indeed, Satan asked for you that he may shift you as wheat. Have you seen that in the villages? If you drive through, there will be ladies and men shifting, shifting, boom, 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 boom. You know, and then shifting as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail when you have returned to me. Strengthen your brethren. Some of you, the Lord is saying, you know what? You are going through this crisis, but the Lord is in the midst of Christ. Remember, Jesus, the Spirit led Jesus in the wilderness. Why? Because God is designed for Jesus to lead in the wilderness to kill the works of the devil. Devil has an agenda to kill him, but God has a bigger agenda to kill the works of the devil. So, this is what I am believing for. The Lord is saying, because Jesus said I prayed for you that your faith should not fail when you have returned to me strengthen your brethren this is what the Lord is saying the reason I allowed this situation the reason I allowed this crisis in your life because, because now you have received my cup received my anointing received my strength received my portion of joy upon your life now you will be reaching out to others who will come in contact with you that you will be able to in turn strengthen their faith come on lift up your hand and say Jesus you never waste my hurt thank you for taking my hurt and blessing others thank you for taking my hurt and healing others thank you for taking my disappointment and bringing joy and restoration on other people's hearts and mind hallelujah look at this last verse so beautiful isn't it so beautiful look at this verse he restores you know anointed my head with oil my cup runs over look at this last one Surely, now David can say, because I went through all this, surely, 100%, you know, goodness, this is so crazy, you know, we are in this generation, the prosperity gospel has said, search for goodness, search for mercy, you know, but look, David says, because he is the Lord, surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me. (laughs) Stop following goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy will follow you. When you make the Lord in your life as your Lord, goodness and mercy will follow. That's a default setting by God. (laughs) <laughs> all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And this is so interesting. House of the Lord the address of God is no more a temple mosque or synagogue or a church the church is not a building you go to or a meeting to attend to. It's a family you belong to. So the address of God is not something that you you go and find somewhere. In the Old Testament you find God in a place, you carry a sacrifice in the New Testament you are the temple and the sacrifice is you and now paul not paul david is saying sorry i like paul but i just came out but david is saying i will dwell in the house of the lord who is that I. (laughs) who is that i he's talking to himself he's saying you know what now he's prophesying this is written before many years before jesus was born he's saying you know what when you make the lord as your lord in your life what happens is this now you will make a You will make... G. You will dwell in the house of the Lord. That means your life will become a pleasing place for God to dwell. That means you don't take vacation from being holy. (laughs) You don't say, God, Monday to Friday, work for me, CMC brother, VAT brother. I don't know whatever job you do. You know, Saturday, it's for me, my flesh. Sunday, hallelujah. No, 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 no. That's That's the religious thinking. Now, when you made Jesus as your Lord, when Jesus become your life, now you can say, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. That means I am in the presence of God every single time. Presence of God is my life. I breathe the presence of God. I walk with the presence of God. I think with the presence of God. I moan and cry and intercede. I take pleasures in the presence of God because presence of God fills me. There is no need. You know, right now you need... You need Jesus plus entertainment. That's why people say, "I'm so bored, brother." Have you heard the thing word bored? That's why we have so many comedy shows, so many big boss, all those nonsense. Why? I'm not saying those are evil necessarily, but what I'm trying to say is this: When Jesus become your life, you will dwell. What is dwell? There is a translation for this. The dwelling basically means you will habitate you are there you are just hanging out there you know you will you will return back you will come back to the original design you make his place as your dwelling place that means you know People, when they come back from home, they from back from a trip, they say, home, sweet home. Have you heard that? You know, my friend Benny always puts that. When he comes back, he written, he, he writes on his Facebook status, home, sweet home. And then he writes what he what he did for the last week or two, you know. And I do sometimes, uh, you know, and I say to my people, hey man, I'm going back home. Home, sweet home. That's what happens. When Jesus becomes your life, there is nothing else better than that. My friends, what a beautiful song Jesus gave us. What a beautiful song the Lord has given. I want to pray with you. Some of you standing here, sitting here, watching you. You click here for the first time. The presence of God is telling to you, invite me. Invite me. Let me be the Lord over your life. Let me bring you to the place of life. Abundance. I'm not going to give you something else as abundant. I want to give you my life abundantly to you. Father, I pray for my brothers. Pray for my sisters. Pray for those ones who just clicked in right now. Pray for those who are watching for the first time. I pray, Father, when Jesus becomes their life, they lack nothing. Because of Jesus becoming their life, they will dwell with Jesus in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever so I pray for your presence to manifest in a tangible way pray for healings miracles just like what we witnessed in the first century we will witness right now also but not because we will run after those goodness run after those healings run after those miracles that is not our focus our focus is to fix our eyes on Jesus that Jesus becoming our life and walking in the fullness so that God you will make sure that your promise will come into fulfillment we thank you father We thank you. We thank you for your presence. In Yeshua's mighty name, we thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, love you. Love you so much. Take care. God bless you. Shalom.